What is going on inside fam? I wanted to jump on here really quickly and make a an emergency announcement, if you will, for the rest of you. I had intended to do an episode on how to conduct your own research later this season. However, given the events of, well, current events in the Middle East over the last 48 to 72 hours, I felt it necessary to produce a short episode, maybe a, even a vocal note for you guys, compared to the length of my normal episodes, really encouraging you guys not to jump on social media and make known to the rest of the world where you think you stand on this position, who you think should be free, who do you think should fight on, all the rest of it, until... You have done the necessary research to understand why the dynamics of that part of the world are the way they are. And I don't mean go back 20, 30 years. I don't mean go back 40 years. I don't mean just look at the the 50-year period that now the mainstream media is talking about where you know this attack comes on the heels of the anniversary of you know, whatever. I'm not going to sit here and, and browbeat the points that the mainstream media have, have put down range to everybody. That's not my, my goal. What I would encourage you to do is do the one thing that probably many of you don't want to do, which is crack a textbook, actually do some legitimate research on the history of the area, the history of Israel, the history of uh, Jerusalem, why it is so important to all three major denominations that are out there in that region for the Israelis, for the Muslims, for the Christians. And I would encourage you to look at history with an objective mindset and really ask yourself why this conflict is occurring and assess for yourself who you believe to be the more righteous of the players involved. Now, what I mean by that is, is that when you sit down and you look at the history of the region, when you look at the history of the country, when you look at the history of the conflicts that have been presented to both sides, I would encourage you to, to look at who has a higher rate of concessions when the negotiations for peace have been on the table. I would encourage you to look at who has instigated more open conflicts and open bloodshed to the magnitude that we are seeing now. I would encourage you to go off and look at the doctrine of both sides of these conflicts and see who really has the oppressive narrative. Who really needs to be free? Who is fighting because they are oppressed and then who is fighting because they want the right to exist? It's very easy for us in these conflicts to jump on social media and jump on a bandwagon, change our profile picture to, let's say, the colors of another nation's flag or perhaps put their flag in our bio on Twitter or Instagram, changing our Facebook themes, anything to match societal appeal or plant our flag, no pun intended, in one groupthink field or the other. My social media pages over the last 48 to 72 hours have been filled with nothing but 
comments, updates, posts, and stories concerning whether the people that I know are supporting the Palestinians or the Israelis. I have another group of people that I know that are claiming allegiance to one side or the other that I know very well do not understand why they are saying what they are saying. And when you press them for information on why they believe the things that they believe, they couldn't tell it to you. They couldn't explain to you why outside of what the mainstream media has told them. And then even then when they start to discover that that information is false, that that information is incomplete, they begin to become concerned, not because of a realization of their own ignorance, but they become concerned because now they look foolish in front of other people. And that elicits another emotional response entirely that makes them less perceptive to new information. So before any of us get online and we throw our hat in the ring to another conflict, change our bio in an effort of quote unquote solidarity as if that was actually going to resolve anything, I would encourage you to do more than just look up on a Wikipedia page of who's who and what's what. I would encourage you to look at the history of some of these organizations. I would encourage you to look at some of the information of the opening volleys and opening hours of the conflict. I would encourage you to see what has been done in the name of, quote, fighting the oppressor. I would encourage each one of you to look at the religious demographics, the socioeconomics and socio-geopolitical climate, really, that exists in that region of the world. Examine the history of the three, probably the three main leading religions and scopes of thought in that area of the world. Because if you take the time to actually do that, what you're going to find is that this issue is a this issue is one that easily dates back a thousand years easy 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 so for many of you out there I hope each one of you even during your travels you're staying safe um If you are in or near the Israeli area, I hope that you are doing what is necessary to stay safe. You are out of harm's way. If you know anybody in that area, I hope that you have made contact with those people and that you have gotten the best of news. And then in the unfortunate circumstance that maybe perhaps you have not received the best of news for a family member, acquaintance, or friend that has been in the area, I want you to know that from all of the listeners here at the early insight our thoughts and our prayers are with you your family and your loved ones for the rest of you out there as this conflict goes on i would encourage you to take a step back research why these things are happening research what the conflict is and what the motivation is on both sides before you start engaging with people on online discussions and comments and forums like we typically tend to do 
We've seen it before with the Russian-Ukrainian conflict. We've seen it before with the Taiwan-China, excuse me, I was about to say Chinese, the China-Taiwan conflict. Certainly so in the early years of Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. The Iraq war had this. The Afghanistan war had this. And no matter where you fall on things, it is absolutely important that you understand why you support the things that you do. Because the reason why we actually go off and do research isn't so that we can tout our superiority of knowledge over somebody else. It is actually a defense against those who would seek to sway us with disinformation, falsehoods, lies, and help bring us unto, under the banner of a narrative that pushes somebody else's agenda. No party is completely innocent in any conflict. Not ever. That being said, there are certain things that are done in the name of fighting back that you cannot excuse. There's no way you can excuse it. If you need examples to pull from the last 24 to 48 hours, you cannot justify to me the killing of children. You cannot justify to me the capturing and the humiliation of the elderly, the disabled. You cannot justify to me your need to strip a woman down and then drive her around through the streets of Gaza, parading her as a war trophy for some advancement you sustained and then claim that you're fighting oppression. It doesn't, it doesn't work like that. I'm sorry. You cannot claim to be the righteous party in a conflict if you are killing civilians indiscriminately. You cannot be the innocent party if you are committing war crimes left and right. You cannot be the innocent party if you are committing atrocities that you were hoping to sweep under the rug if you are the victor. A good example of this is some of the videos that have come out of Ukraine and the Russia conflict over the last year. There were reports on apps like Telegram and other such new social media outlets that were showing nerve agents being used against Russian, Russian soldiers. And then you had reports of Russian troops butchering, executing, and doing any number of unspeakable things to civilians. So, before we get too wrapped up in this newest conflict, before we decide it is necessary for us to claim an allegiance <clears throat> one way or the other on social media, 
before we deem it necessary to go off and begin to debate people online about how their stance is incorrect and ours is the more righteous cause, as if that's really the place to win hearts and minds, I would encourage you, before you try to change somebody else's mind, before you try to engage with someone else, on current events, you need to first understand the things that you are seeing. Excuse me. You need to do historical research on the parties that are now involved with one another. You should do research on understanding who Hamas is. You should do research on who the IDF is. You should do research on the negotiations that have taken place between Israel and the surrounding Middle Eastern neighbors that it has. You should take account of the number of concessions that Israel has made in the name of peace. You should take account of the number of concessions that the other nations have made in the name of peace. You should probably do research on why Jerusalem is in the state that it is. You should do research on why Israel is set up the way it is. You should do history on where the name Palestine came from and why it was given to that area. You should do research on why out of all the places on earth, Israel seems to be the only Jewish state known to man. You should do research on why the Palestinians are so bent on keeping their place in that area. You should understand the geopolitical climate in that area before you start going off and you change your bio, you change your flag, you start putting hashtags in all the comment sections because it's the thing to do. It's the newest trend. Because many times public policy and government decisions will be made on behalf of the people and their representatives will do what they think the people will most want. And if you think that your leaders aren't looking at the trends of social media <clears throat> to figure out what might they best get away with or support, they are. But the reason why you also stay informed is to be able to call out corruption and wrongdoing as it occurs. You cannot claim to be the more righteous party when you are committing horrendous acts that your opposition has never gone through with. You cannot claim to be the righteous party in a conflict if you are not holding yourself to the standard by which you are holding your opposition. You cannot be the righteous party when you start a conflict and then cry foul when it doesn't go your way. You cannot be the righteous party
when the people that you're targeting don't have the means to defend themselves. This isn't to take a shot at one side or the other. I know I listed some examples off earlier. Actions that have been taken place by... That have been carried out by one member of this conflict. Yes. And when I receive new information on something that the other party has done... I will speak on that as well. It's important for us to see what is going on in this conflict. It is important for us to see how things are unfolding. Because we often forget Israel is a first world country. It is. We may not think it is, but it is. It is important to understand Israel's significance in the world. It is important to understand the significance of the Gaza Strip. It is important to understand why talks between the Saudis and the Israelis was so important. Not what the mainstream media tells you, but what can you tell me about those talks? What can you tell me about that information? What can you tell me about the significance of those events? I would encourage you to go off and do your homework. Crack a book. Understand the history of the region. Understand that it has been under conflict for the last thousand years. And it will probably continue to do so. But it is much more important that you understand the dynamics of everyone involved. So that you are not easily swayed one way or the other by information that may be tailored specifically to mislead you. To have you rally back behind a cause that does not align with your personal ideology or philosophy in life. I'll give you an example and I'll leave you with this. In these conflicts before, I have seen people lay allegiance to groups that violently oppose some of the philosophical and ideological beliefs that their supporters held. Now, here's what I mean by this, to be even more specific with it. The last major Israeli and Palestine conflict that I I remember seeing, I remember seeing people that would fly Palestinian flags, which if that's what they choose to support and, you know, speak up for, that is their right. I may not agree with it, but that is their right. You may not agree with it, but it is their right. And on the other side of that, we have the right to speak up and voice an opinion that is in opposition to theirs. That is our right. They may not like it, but it is our right. But this is how free ideas are exchanged, refined, evaluated, 
and scrutinized for validity. You must have open lines of communication, but if you don't fully understand what you're supporting, you may run into a problem where you don't even have to engage with people and you may be seen as ignorant or foolish. The last major Israeli and Palestinian conflict that I saw, I remember seeing people who not two months before were attending pride rallies, were speaking out for gay rights, gay marriages, the rest of it. And when a conflict broke out, they pledged their allegiance and support to an organization that in that part of the world executes people for being homosexuals. In some cases would throw them off roofs. It's a crime. But the same people that would lay claim to these organizations and then lay claim to these ideologies that are in direct opposition to these organizations I don't think realize that what they're supporting would have a direct negative impact on their lives specifically if they lived in that part of the world now maybe it's bandwagoning maybe it's ignorance being played out on a mass scale I don't know maybe maybe people truly believe some of the stuff that they're laying claims to and they think well it wouldn't happen to me my United States listeners we need to remember that we are living in an age where information is excessively readily available to us at the same time we need to realize that the sources by which we collect our media the mainstream media Fox, CNN, MSNBC, ABC you name it there was a time I think and I'd like to believe this that they had the American people's best interest at heart But the problem is, is that we've seen so much evidence over the last few decades contrary to that. It's no longer about facts. It's no longer about truth. It's about narrative. It's about supporting a political agenda, a party, an ideology. And so sometimes the truth can be very, very difficult to ascertain from these sources, which is why it's so imperative for you to do your own research. If you don't know the history of an organization, that's fine. Go off and look it up. What is the history of Israel? What is the history of Palestine? Where did they come from? What is Hamas? What is Hezbollah? Why are negotiations between Saudi Arabia and Israel so important? Why is the Gaza Strip so important? What is the historical significance of Jerusalem? Can any of you tell me that? I know some of you can. Some of my listeners, I've... I've, Actually, many of you I've, I've met and shaken hands with in person. I, you know, 
while we're still in our growth phase, we're still growing. This is still a new podcast. But one of the things that I love about you guys, the listeners, is that I know for a fact every single one of you is incredibly intelligent. And for those of you that have joined and followed the show that I haven't gotten to meet in person yet, as always, welcome back. I hope that this provides some type of insight and, you know, level of quality to your life. No pun intended with the show's name, but still. So when we talk about later this season about how to do research, how to become better informed, we're also... Excuse me. It's the changing in the seasons. We're back on having a catch in my throat. My apologies. As we continue on with this season... And we talk about the importance of doing your homework and doing research. We're also going to discuss how to properly formulate your thoughts and present the information that you wish to present in such a way that not only can you come across as confident, not arrogant, but confident. You can come across in such a clear manner that even if the person doesn't agree with you by the end of the conversation... They will at the very least walk away from the conversation with respect towards you concerning the fact that you understand why you believe the things that you believe. They don't have to agree with you. There are people that have honestly disagreed with me about several things that I hold stances on and beliefs on. But because I was able to properly articulate those points and present justification as to why I believe the things that I did and why I believe them to be important, The other party didn't have to agree with me. But as I got better at it, what I found was that I was able to garner more and more of their respect. Because even if they didn't disagree, even if they didn't agree with me, it was hard for them to argue that I had taken the time to do my research. I was polite. I was respectful. I was civil. And I stood on principles unwavering. People will not always agree with you. People will not always see eye to eye with you. In fact, in some cases, they may absolutely stand against everything that you are, every belief you have, every viewpoint they have, every viewpoint you have. They may absolutely stand in opposition to every single piece of it. But being well-informed being well-educated and well-read. Not extensively. You don't have to get up and defend, you know, make a thesis defense out of it. But be able to carry on a conversation and express viewpoints and express concerns with some of the narratives coming out of some of the stories of the day, the shortcomings of your side, as well as the benefits, and then be willing and open-minded to listen to the opposition and civilly engage with that. Maybe agree with it, maybe disagree with it. But at the end of it, even if they don't agree with you, you have that common respect and that mutual bond there 
to where there is civil understanding and mutual respect had between the parties of opposition. So moving forward, I would encourage you, for all of you out there, that do have a regular prayer life. Whether you be Christian, Catholic, Buddhist, whatever your path is, I would encourage you to keep the lives and the safety of the civilians, both from the Israeli side as well as the Palestinians, in mind and in prayer. Because some of these folks out there, this would not be something that they would personally prefer to be involved in. There are no... No one gets away entirely scot-free out of conflicts like this. There is going to be collateral. There are going to be excess damages and excess injuries and casualties because of the conflict. And we can sit here and go back and forth all day about who's responsible, who's doing what. Again, my views may be completely different from yours, from some of you out there. You've talked to me in depth about this. You already know who I, where I stand on this matter and who I side with and, and why. But my job here today is not to get up and tell you what to think. My job is to get up here and encourage you guys to take a step back, pump the brakes on the emotional response on social media, take a little bit of time to go understand the issue, understand what is factoring into this and why this is important. Because there are many, many, many other things that will spawn out of this conflict. Whether it lasts three days, three weeks, three months, three years, who knows. there will be new policies and there will be new diplomatic efforts that will arise out of this conflict that you will need to understand because for us in the West it may come down to who is going to be able to approach these diplomatic issues with the most tact and professionalism and in order to vote properly again I'm not going to tell you who to vote for but I will say it is important to develop that research practice because it is going to bleed into every aspect of your life and help you see things around you much more clearly and help you to have a deeper understanding of how the world works. There's so much more that I could say on this. There's so much more that I could say on this conflict, the, the events of the last 48 to 72 hours. But that's not the purpose of this emergency episode. That's not the purpose of why I came to you today. I came to you today because 
as I've gone on for the last half hour, I want you guys to be better. I want you to become the new standard by which the rest of the world is formed. Take a step back. Research what's going on around your world. Research the fundamentals. The who, what, when, where, why. All of it. Question pops into your mind. Research it. Hey, I don't know who this person is. Research it. Hey, I don't understand why this is so important. Look it up. Google it. And I hate giving that generic answer, but if you start with the fundamentals of an issue and you begin to follow the rabbit holes, you'll begin to understand why certain situations are so complex or, in some cases, how information may be tailored to make you think a certain way, maybe not think in a certain way. This will help you understand what goes on around the world, or excuse me, in the world around you on a regular basis. Until next episode, y'all stay safe, be vigilant, do your research, and as always, I wish you guys well. I'll see y'all in the next episode. Take care.